MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Right, it is the Lombardi. I'm just still laughing about the tweets that I can't wait to read. Mike, I, oh, you know what? Man. I was going to say, I, I might save it to the weekend, but no. I am going to do it at 45. So I am going to do it coming up in just a little bit as then we I welcome can walk you back off. here. I, I can walk <laughs> off. Uh, then I, I only missed 15 line. minutes of the show. That'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. He's you and Lombardi. Elliot could take over. You and Elliot could just take <laughs> over right now. Elliot's been waiting for that opportunity as we get you back here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Of course, last night, the Raiders. Again, as we just set up a new hour here, I just thought the Raiders looked sharp. As you said, you know, plainly in your text message, it looked like the team that had been practicing, which brings us to another team that is practicing and a team that has high expectations, and that is the Bills. I don't know if you saw the video. Let's go ahead and roll it, Elliot, and take a look, Michael Lombardi. There it is. So we got a play here in camp. And Michael's taking a look and Josh Allen comes back at Jordan Phillips and pushes him. Now I bring this up because this is the age old question. Every single training camp, we have this conversation. Are fights good for a team? There are different, there's a multitude of opinions, right? Some coaches think, you know, I'm sure Dan Campbell in his cafe latte thinks it's great to be fighting (laughs) on every play, but then you might have a difference of opinion. Tell me about fights and what coaches think about them. Well, I think they're, you know, they have just, they're not productive. It's a waste of time. I mean, first of all, you only get 245. So when that fight starts, your clock gets ticking. 
remember, practice is a mathematical problem, right? You get so many reps to execute during the day, and you only have so much time to do it. So when you're wasting time breaking up Jordan Phillips, who's a big man, and Josh Allen, you, you know, you're losing reps. We're, we're not getting any right. better when we're doing this, right? We're not getting any better. So, to me, it's a waste of time. I mean, Josh Allen's as much to blame as that. I mean, he went back and got – you don't go up to a, a big man like Jordan Phillips and just start hitting him. You know, you don't pet a tiger, right? So, like, why would – what do you expect him to do? He's a man. He gets punched. He's going to punch back. So, like, to me, Josh has got to be smarter. He's got to play with more emotional intelligence than that because it's going to happen in a game. And if he does this in a game, then it's going to be a 15-yard penalty on him. You know, it's just all these cases come back to what can't we do? How do we avoid losing? And I, and I think ultimately that's the case. So what would Belichick's reaction be? You've watched many practices. You've seen fights. What would Belichick and how would Belichick react to these fights during practice? Uh, it, it's the, the players, you fight, you're off the, you, you, lose, you leave practice, you're done. You go. That's it. Really? You're going in. We're not, you know, we're not tolerating it. You know, we'll move on without you. We're going to move on without you. I mean, one day, we I think one of the fights we had that probably helped our franchise more than ever was when Revis and Brandon Browner got into a fight. And we had to kick them both off the field. And when they both, you know, we didn't want them to keep fighting in the locker room. So we had to send somebody with them to make sure they wouldn't. But to <laughs> me, that was, that was as, you know, that kind of bonded the team together a little bit. That was during the season. Because Revis wouldn't communicate. He wouldn't communicate back to the defense. He was like Revis was. He's so talented. He just played by himself. Revis Island truly was an island because he never communicated. He didn't have to. So he was an island, not just a – he was a, a person. He was an island as a person as well. He was just kind of in his own yeah. world. Is that what you're telling me about yeah. Revis? Well, he wasn't going <laughs> to communicate. He wasn't going to go back and forth. You know, he wasn't going to do any of those things. And, Brown, and Browner needed to communicate. He needed to call. You know, part of what, what does Tom Landry had a great, great, at his, the year he got inducted into the Ring of Honor in Dallas, and they asked him, uh, Terry Bradshaw was interviewing him, and, and they asked him about, you know, what, you know, why were you so stoic on the sideline? You know, what is the most important thing a player has? He says, communication. We've got to be able to communicate. The reason I was so stoic was because I was looking for the, I was thinking about the next play. I wasn't thinking about celebrating. I had to get the next play into the quarterback. And so I had a, my demeanor had to stay calm and emotionally handle it. And so communication was what he wanted in every talent, every player. Well, of course, Josh Allen is the unquestioned leader for the Bills. And this is a team that, let's be honest, it's Super Bowl or bust for this team at this point. We do have Allen's reaction to the fight. I want to, th I want to see what you say about this, Michael. Go ahead and roll it. Good teams sometimes fight you know guys want want it so bad guys are very competitive guys push each other so uh you saw a little little tempers flare again today and again that's all because we want to win we want to work really hard we want to beat the guys across from us and that doesn't matter who it is um, but it's good to see the intensity right now coming out from you know both sides of the football and the, and the whole team because again we just want to win football games it's much funny because if it's a clean practice with no fights, they say we love the clean practice. It was efficient. 
There's a sophisticated team out there. If it's a team that's fighting during practice, they say good teams fight because you love to see the competitiveness. That's Josh yeah. Allen right there. Well, you could have competitiveness without fighting. I mean, that's the point of the story. We could be competitive without fighting. And, right. and he's the one who started it. He felt like he got cheap shots, so he went after Phillips. You know, and look, I, I think what he said was great, though. If I'm a Bills fan and Stephen Bond, we hope you feel better today. As a F- Bills fan, you feel good about that. He didn't talk about playoffs. He talked about we wanted to win. You know, and I think that's really the mindset in Buffalo. We can't get ahead of ourselves. You know what? What drives me crazy is coaches talk all the time about we've got to stay in the moment. And then they talk about and then when they sit, stand in front of the team, they talk about, well, our goal is to go to the playoffs. No, it isn't. If you're staying in the moment, your goal is to get to tomorrow's practice. That's the only thing you can do. So you can't have two. You can't talk out both sides of your mouth. And I think he, to me. That body language that I saw with Josh Allen, that demeanor, that intensity, that that kind of eye of the tiger, if you will, to me, I'm betting on that. I, I, I think Buffalo will play well. I don't think they're going to rest on those 13 seconds and think it's all going to come to them naturally. It's wild. I was – during break, I was watching NFL Network, and they happened to play that over. Do you – if you've, you've gone back and watched it many times, that whole – Last 17, 18, 20 minutes in just real time was maybe the craziest. Wild. It was wild the way it played out. It's a coaching education. It really is. It's a, it's a coaching clinic for any young coach to watch, to learn not what to do, to learn what to do, and to learn what to avoid. It's, it's really a clinic in those areas. And, you know, we can kid about the 13 seconds and we can laugh about it and we can say Buffalo blew it. But it's a really learning experience for any young coach or anybody. 13 seconds on the clock, you know, and this, this, it, this reluctance to kick the ball. You know, last night, a perfect example, last night, Daniel Carlson was kicking the ball into the corner of the end zones on his kickoffs. He did it to the, two, twice to the right. He did it one time to the left. Anytime he had a kickoff, he was working on his placement of where he wanted to put the ball. So you say, well, what's the big deal with that? Well, the big deal is that 13 seconds. Because right. if, he did, if he was kicking, if, you were, if, if Buffalo was doing that and their kicker could place the ball at the five-yard line right there where the kid literally had to t- catch the ball, had no choice, then the ball's got to come out. So McDaniels is his special teams coach. He's preparing his team for that situation. And the only way you prepare your team for that situation is when you do it in preseason, when you do it in live games. So that it wasn't just happenstance that Carlson was kicking the ball in different directions. It had a, it had a longer lens to it. 11-6 and six last year, of course, for the Bills. This was a team that was first in the AFC East. Obviously, big-time prohibitive favorites to finish first in the East this year, Michael. So 11 wins last year. Juiced up big-time at DraftKings on the over 11.5 wins for the Bills. you got to lay $1.40 to get to 12. Do you see this team as a team potentially looking at 12 wins or more? You know, it's kind of funny when you go back and study their season again. You know, they lose to Jacksonville. They lose to a bad Steeler team. They get a punt block in the opening game. Remember that? I mean, the Steelers, mm-hmm. you know, had no business winning that game opening day. Uh, you know, they lost a Tennessee Titan game. They lost the Tennessee Titans when Josh Allen slipped on the fourth down. So there's three games right there. Okay, you know, uh, and they they went down to you know they lose to New England in the in that horrendous win game which they had the ball inside the red zone numerous times. And if Josh Allen would have run the ball out of the single wing, 
it, it would have been a lot different, right? Then they lose the overtime game to Tampa. I mean, this team really, when you go break down their losses, other than the, other than the Indianapolis game, they're right there. They're right there. So I think the 11 and a half, that's why it's juiced over. I think that, you know, what five teams are going to beat them on the schedule the way they play? And if they continue to go in that direction of the single wing, you know, it's funny. And when I was researching the book, you know, the, uh, I was Bill Walsh. And, and, and when I would get on the team bus, I had to sit behind Coach Walsh. And he would always be doodling Clark Shaughnessy's plays, the single wing. And he was always looking for past plays to bring to future in his own way. And he had a comment about how effective he thought the single wing, if he would have been with Joe Montana, if he felt like Joe Montana would have stayed healthy. Hmm. And, you know, and I think of when I think of Josh Allen, I think of the single wing. And I think if I was a Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, I would watch a lot of Clark Shaughnessy's single wing stuff and try to incorporate it. Because if I can keep him healthy, the way he runs the ball, like he did towards the end of the year, when he became the main runner, and Brian Dayball was using him on quarterback sweeps and all that stuff, that offense became very challenging to stop. The accuracy dipped a little bit last year. However, he threw for over 4,400 yards, that being Josh Allen. He's just 26. DraftKings got him set at 4,400 yards. No reason to not expect him to get better. However, he does lose Dayball. Yeah. Well, but look, and I've said this, I love Brian Dayball. I love Brian Dayball a lot. And I've been with him and we've been a lot of tough situations together. And I think he's a really good coach. And I'm, I'm hopeful he can really win with this with this team. However, there have been times in Brian's career, he's been frustrated about it because nobody would give him a look because he was coaching bad players. Like, I don't think you can expect Dayball to be a miracle worker. But, you know, By the way, Josh that- Allen makes you better. That completion percentage, Michael, dipped from 69% in 20 down to 63% last year. Just saying. I'm, I, they threw it the down the field more last the year. They threw it down the field more. And there's the answer. Okay, fine. I buried the lead. We're coming back. Fly, Eagles, fly. I got the tweet for Michael next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars anyone can win relationships matter and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, this is important. The College Football Guide is out now. You can sign up early right now for a discounted $175. You're going to receive the college and pro football betting guides. That's a crazy deal. Along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. That includes Michael Lombardi's articles as well. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Again, This is uh, an extensive guide, so fastidious. You get 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations. So we're going to do the work for you. $175 through February, it's not a lot of money. As Michael always say, you you have to invest some money to make some money. And looking through the guide as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi, of course. I'm Patrick Maher. Looking through the guide, you know, that chasm after those three, Georgia, Bama, and in Ohio State, I mean, you have to lay almost $4 for the field. That is, this is going to be a big drop to team number four, and it's fascinating in the guide who they have as that fourth team, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, we and there's going to be surprises. I mean, there's going to be some surprises because there's so many variables in college football. Who's good, who's not, you know, who ha, you know, who had a, a loaded team that we didn't really know about, like Utah yep. last year. Or, you know, I mean, what is the effect of Lincoln Riley? How good did they recruit at USC before Lincoln Riley got there? And can he make them better with the condition of the new quarterback and all that? So, you know, I mean, right now on the surface, it looks like it's a three-team race. Georgia has so many guys they lost, 
right? You know, and so are they going to be any better when they get these younger players in there? What about Florida? What about LSU? What about Notre Dame? Some of these teams that have had good teams in the past, are they going to recalibrate again? You know, Georgia lost everybody on defense, but they just keep reloading. I love the quote yesterday I saw that Alabama is, quote, reloading after what they call last year. Last year was a rebuild. It was a rebuilding year. Yeah, it was a rebuilding year. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? A rebuild. They were 15 minutes away from going to the college football national championship game. Anywho. And they beat the national and they beat the national champion. I mean, they yeah, beat them I mean, once, right? You know, so I think like, most, I don't see how most that... programs, <laughs> most programs would love to have that as the rebuild. No. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, and look, okay. they could have won, you know, they had two guys get hurt, you know, in, in those games that affected their offense. And Bryce Young is back. They're going to be just fine. Don't cry for them, Argentina. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. Have you heard of, have you heard of Robert Griffin III? I have. Yes, I have. Okay. Well, I you know, he's him. an analyst. I've heard now. him. I've watched him. I understand. I know that. you did. I understand. I know that. you did. He's going to be throw on a good deep is he ball. Is he going to be on game day? Is he going to be on game day with the Bear? Is he coming in with the Bear, too? Is he going to do game day? Or is he going to do. No, he's taking over for Randy Moss on Monday nights. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, if the Bear's listening, let us know if you're going to be hanging out with RG3 this year at all. Um, okay. So, Robert Griffin III, who's always got opinions, he's always got something to say, which is great. Good for him. So, here's what he said, here's what he said today at RG3 on Twitter. Jalen Hurts will show extreme growth, all caps, as a passer this year. His work on his mechanics will show, and adding a true number one in A.J. Brown will open up the field for budding superstar Devontae Smith. Goddard, Watkins, and Pascal, a dominant offensive line, and Miles Sanders will help Hurts throw 25-plus touchdowns. The Fly Eagles Fly love and the Jalen Hurts love continues to be extreme, Michael Lombardi. I, I wonder how much of, of Jalen Hurts that Robert has watched so far this year at practice. My question would be after that tweet, have you been to an Eagle practice? Because what I read this morning from somebody who's an Eagle fan who covers the team for the Inquirer was this is, things aren't going so well. It's not going as smooth. And if you watch Eagle practice and you know people that do and you talk to them, they'll tell you the same thing, that there's still hesitation, that he still wants to run during seven-on-seven, seven, that it's still not rhythmatic. Okay, RG's entitled to his opinion. I just want to know what he's basing it on. You know, like you can't base an opinion on something you haven't seen. Again, let's go back to Howard Cosell. If you see it, you got to say it. If you don't see it, how do you say it? You know, I've been way wrong on something that I saw that I thought that it was going to happen. We all make mistakes, right? We all do it. But I think ultimately you've got to see it. Like, I, I don't know where I'm going to end up on Trey Lance. I haven't seen enough. What I saw last year, I wasn't impressed. However, I've got to give more time to it. I'm, 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 I'm pessimistic, but I've got to give more time. I think this idea that we're going to just go ahead and assume things is really what creates more problems. Hold on, we got to back up because you just put my brain in a pretzel. If you see it, you got to say it, and if you say it, you have to see it. Is that what the quote is? I, I need that because I'm going to write that. Down. I, I added to the Cosell quote. I added to the Cosell quote because look, if I go to a like I, last night, I saw Jacksonville not being very physical. In fact, I text somebody in the league. It looked like they haven't practiced, and the guy texts me back. That's the case. Okay, 
I get that. You know, now that doesn't mean they're going to have a terrible year and let's do this. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what I saw, I, I said. And, and I can't, you know, Red Arbach had a great saying, you know, we, we, we evaluate with our eyes, not with our ears. And I think that's true here. And you got to do it if you're in the media or if you're in the NFL. You got to evaluate you with your eyes. You got to see it. Because if you don't see it and you listen to some of the stuff that's on Twitter or you listen to some of the stuff that's that's in the newspaper on a daily basis, you're going to be as as an Italian term, you're going to be stunad. You're going to be crazy. So you got to ignore it. You got to see it. You got to see it. You got to be able to say, okay, I, I watched it. And then be objective about it. That's why the preseason is so much fun because, again, you're looking at sections of teams in the preseason. Like, when, you know, are they going to show much that they do in Philadelphia offensively? No. But at least I'll be able to see, does he play with rhythm? And when he completes a pass, I'm not judging the completion. I'm judging the rhythm. Was it a play-action pass? Was the receiver open? Was it a one-route coverage? Like, there's more to it than just meets the eye. That's what I wrote about for VEASAN on how to evaluate these. Did Matt Rule, be Matt Rule for a day. Be Mike Tomlin for a day. And then utilize what I wrote to then allow yourself to really see what you need to see. Because if you just judge it off of, oh, the, you know, he's 14 for, 14 for 16 and then 7, that's not going to work. Yeah, we're going to go heavy into those quarterback competitions this weekend on the Lombardi line right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. But if you see it, you saw it. If you say it, you see it. Let's see. I have a number. If you believe in Robert Griffin III's prognostication that Jalen Hurts will throw for 25-plus touchdowns, well, you can go to DraftKings right now because his regular season passing touchdown prop is set at 22-and-a-half. So RG3 has, has Jalen Hurts clearing his touchdown passing prop by about three touchdowns. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, the way Philly operates internally within their organization is they want to get everybody under contract and do a cheaper deal. If Philly felt for one instance that Hertz was their long-term solution, they would have entered into a contract extension by now. I think Philly doesn't believe what's being written about Hertz. I think Philly is of the prove-it-to-us mode. I think Philly's holding back. I don't think Philly has gone, and I think that's what they should do. I think there's the media, there's the perception out over here, and I think there's the reality here. And I think Philly's holding back. They're, Howie Roseman, the president, the general manager of the team, he, he's not sure. He's not sure it's going to happen. So you've got to see it. You can, before you pay for it, you better know it. I mean, they made that mistake with Wentz. They gave Wentz that contract. He went out and had the one good year, and then they were stuck. So I, I think they're going to be really careful this time. Well, they're minus 160 to make the postseason over at BetMGM. And, again, he threw for well, 16 know, you, touchdowns. You know, I, I, I think Go this, ahead. Patrick, I think if we sat here and said, you know, we didn't talk about this, and we should, Matthew Stafford's elbow is concerning to Sean McVay. It's got to be, right? This tendonitis in his elbow, if this is creeping up, there's no, you know, if, if the Rams get involved in sniffing around any backup quarterback besides John Wolford on their roster – you know, and I know they have Perkins from Virginia out there too. But I mean, like, if they do that, that tells you something. There's not, there's really not eight or nine legitimate playoff teams in the NFC, whereas in the AFC, there's a ton. So for Philly so that to opens. make it, I, I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be that they've had this dominant year. I just think to me, like, you can eliminate teams quickly in the NFC. I don't. Chicago's not going to make it. The Giants aren't going to make it. 
I mean, the Giants are still with Daniel Jones. They're not going to make it, so you can scratch them off. You know, I mean, maybe you have hope for Philly. Maybe you have hope for Washington. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, Detroit. I don't. I mean, if Detroit got seven wins, Dan Dan Campbell could you be coach? I mean, the South. I mean. Maybe Carolina has a great year. You scratch Atlanta off. I don't see how Atlanta's going to do it with their quarterback situation. And then they go out west. I mean, you know, Seattle's quarterback situation, San Francisco. I mean, it, it isn't like it's really – that's why I think Minnesota's a good play to make the playoffs because the way Cousins played last year and their offense was so good, if they get anything defensively from Ed Donatell, they could be a lot better. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about Stafford coming up in a little bit. By the way, the market always tells the story. If you look at DraftKings, they've got Jalen Hurts set at 22 and a half as far as his touchdown prop, as far as passing. They've got Daniel Jones set at 21 and a half. That's not a good look for the Giants. Not a good look right, at right. all. Not a look good for the Giants. Not a good look for the D- NFC East in terms of passing the football. Fair enough. Josh Applebaum joins I mean, us next year on the when Lombardi we come line. back, When we come back, rank the quarterbacks in the NFC East. Okay, let's do that. We'll do that. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, of course, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. We're presented by BetMGM. He is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher as we go coast to coast here on the Lombardi Line. Uh, Patrick, up, I mean, are, yes, sir. Aren't you a little, aren't you a little proud that I didn't overreact and leave the show on the on the Robert Griffin thing? I mean, do, no, no, do I get no credit for emotional stability well, here on that? I mean, may I ask you, did you cheat? And the reason I asked that is when I brought up Robert Griffin the third's name, you seem to know something. Are you sure you weren't cheating on me? No, I, I was not. I promise you. I, I, the only reason I know that is I, I read the sports media thing. So I read that he was going to be doing something. I could, didn't remember it off the top of my head. So, no, I mean, look, I don't follow RG3 on, on, on Twitter or whatever all of the platforms there are. So, no. And, again, he is fully entitled to his opinion. Fully. Yes. However, yes. I would like to know when he's watched Hertz improve this mechanics and what he has seen in a live competition in terms of 11 on 11 or at least a, a full drill with pads on to determine whether, you know, it's one thing you go to the driving range and watch a golfer hit balls, you know, but it's a different when they go on the course. It appears the Eagles have beaten you down. So the emotion, <laughs> I'm just playing. The, not, the at emotion. All. not at all. That's not true. That's not true. I, gotta, I, gotta, I have way more competitive stamina than that. There's no way. I, I know you do. And yes, I was proud that you didn't get the hell out of here because RG3 used a lot of exclamation points and a lot of caps lock in talking about Jalen Hurts. I mean, fly, Eagles, fly. By the end of the season, we might be asking, why, Eagles, why? Josh Applebaum joins us now here on the Lombardi Line. Of course, betting across America. Market Insights is the pod. It's good to see you, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great. Patrick, it's been too long. Michael, it's great to see you. Patrick, we missed you here. The Wolfpack is back together. A lot has happened since we last saw you. My state finally legalized betting, Patrick. So next time you guys you know, come to New England here, we might have to wait about three months. But we will have legalized betting, so that's been great. Michael, your, your son had his first win as offensive coordinator last night, so thank you to the Raiders. Anyone who followed that line move, plus one and a half to minus two and a half. So a lot going on. But Patrick, how was your summer? It's great to see you, my man. 
It is it is great to see you, Josh. I had a wonderful time. It's great to be back with my partner, Michael Lombardi, and it's great to see you as well. And part of your notes, as a matter of fact, you do have the Raiders when talking NFL win totals. This is a team we talked about postseason last year. Most books sit in eight and a half, Josh. What do you got on the Raiders? Yeah, so I think it kind of just comes to mind after watching last night's game, and I think when you're looking at preseason, to me, you pick one side. Either you're going to bet it and do your best at it, or you're going to lay off and be a scout. Now, there's nothing wrong with laying off and being a scout, because I think you can really kind of add to your portfolio, look at some things that may help you and benefit you to cash a win total. So, for example, the Las Vegas Raiders, last night, getting a win here in the Hall of Fame game, 27-11. to uh, This was a team that, going into the year, had a win total of 8.5. So pretty much the entire offseason, it was eight and a half minus 110 both sides. But we did see over the last you know day or so, and again, it's hard to have a knee-jerk reaction from the Hall of Fame game when it doesn't really matter that much. But we have seen a little before the Hall of Fame game, the juice move a little bit to the over with the Raiders. At DraftKings, the win total is now eight and a half over minus 115. So you're starting to see, and what's no, kind of notable to me, guys, is when you have a minus 110 both sides on a win total and it stands there all summer, What's the late move when you get closer to the season? This late move seems to be going a little bit to the Raiders over. So we all know this team, 10-7 and seven last year. You bring in McDaniels, trying to get the best out of Derek Carr. Obviously, Devontae Adams, you can now pair with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. You bring in Chandler Jones. Now, it's a very tough division, as we know. Kansas City's the favorite, plus 175. Chargers, plus 220. Denver, plus 260. The Raiders actually have the worst odds to win that division at plus 650. But I'm thinking, you know, based on kind of what we've done in the offseason, guys, and typically want to bet against rookie head coaches. But remember, McDaniels, he's the first time, not a first-time coach. He, You know, he was under Belichick, and he went there, didn't do great there with the Broncos, but he's not a true rookie head coach. I like this over 8.5, guys. I'll take the over 8.5. I think you can get nine wins. And if you're looking for a prop bet and michael knows this mcdaniels makes uh these slot receivers turns them into gold welker troy brown amandola amandola edelman keep an eye on hunter renfro's over under catches this year is 77 and a half guys last year he had 103 and i would imagine mcdaniels is gonna uh probably get a lot out of out of renfro this year you, you know I, that's a great point josh and i think that what we have to do is understand that the effect of darren waller and Adams, Devontae Adams playing together, right? So we got it. How's that all work? Where's the defense going to go? And and I and you, as Belichick would often tell the team, we can't double everybody, right? So we know the coverage is going to get rolled to Adams. So that you know, what are you going to do with what are you going to do with with Waller, who's a big man, who's a tough matchup especially when he's away from the three-by-one and he can run any route and he can vertically get down the field. So that opens up a lot of the inside for Renfro. And I think all those Edelman passes, those Amadolo passes that Josh is very good at designing, I think will be right there. And they'll get the ball out quick. Tremendous breakdown on the Raiders, Josh. I'm with you. I'm bullish on Vegas. Let's switch to the team we saw that didn't look like they had practiced as much, and that was the Jacksonville Jaguars, a three-win team last year. Are we going to get to seven? Well, if you're going to go over, that's what you got to do. DraftKings right now has got them set at six and a half. The under is juiced up a little bit here, Josh. It really is, and I'm going to go with this juiced up under. I just don't see this team, and again, I think you're going to make a little bit of improvement here. Obviously, you know, no longer is Trevor Lawrence a rookie. You go from year one to year two. You get to kind of get rid of that Urban Meyer, you know, headache that you went through all of last year. Peterson, you know, a coach who's, you know, won the Super Bowl here. So I think there are reasons to think that this team is going to improve. 
But guys, I think it's a tall task going from three wins to seven. I could see maybe three wins to, you know, five, six. I just think trying to get that seventh win, especially when you dig into the schedule, is really difficult here. So this team obviously spent a lot of money in the offseason. You paid a ton of money for Christian Kirk, Brandon Scherf. You had the number one pick in the draft here. But if you look at the win total for the Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half, they're tied with your Detroit Lions, Patrick, Carolina, Thank Chicago. You. The only teams that are lower than that six and a half would be Atlanta at five, Houston, four and a half, and the Jets in Seattle, both five and a half. But that June. Okay. Looks like we lost Josh, but he was talking about that juice on the under six yeah. and a half. And I can't disagree with him. I mean, that's, no. that's seven wins from three. That's a big leap, Michael. I think what he also said that's so important for us as betters is sometimes you just want to stay away from it, right? Like there's just sometimes you need to stay away. Yep. Like, you know, like let's have visual evidence before we go down it. It's one thing looking at this and, and, and trying to figure it out. But the other thing is, is like, where do we see it? And, you know, look, Peterson's going to have to prove that he can coach without an organization around him too, because he's on his own down there. You know, so there's that variable that comes into play as well. We got Josh back. Josh, you want to finish up your thought on the Jags? We both agree with you. Three to seven, that's a big-time jump. It seems like a huge jump, guys. And again, what I mentioned is you're banking on Trevor Lawrence to be better this year. A lot of what, what you've heard out of training camp is, you know, he's kind of taking this team under his wing. He's feeling more comfortable. Travis Etienne coming back, who was a guy he really leaned on at Clemson, will be there as well. I just think when you're looking at, you know, this division, obviously Houston's in your division. They have a super low win total, four and a half, but you're going to have to play the Colts twice. I'm on the Colts to win that division. I think they're like minus 120 now at this point, minus 130. We all know the Titans losing A.J. Brown, but still having a great program there with Mike Vrabel. It's a lot to ask to go from three wins to seven. And the fact that this juice is toward the under and minus 130, under six and a half, kind of tells me that, hey, this isn't one to outsmart yourself, overthink it, think this team is going to go grow leaps and bounds. I think in incremental progress is what you're looking for. But three to seven wins, I don't see it. Give me the under six and a half with the Jags. You know, the funny thing, too, it's hilarious, Michael, because you look up Trayvon Walker today, you see words like dominance incredible performance and then immediately you're just Who like you have that? to understand that I, i'm serious you google you, you and, and that's why you're here and that's why you're important you have to understand the competition for the number one overall pick. i mean Who he's first going of against. all uh, uh, when that raider plane took off from cleveland last night and they flew back to las vegas they're concerned about their backup left tackle because parker really didn't look like he's going to be able to handle that so you know they have colton miller who's a very good player they didn't play him last night but parker needs to get better why does parker need to get better i thought last night was a perfect example of what i talked about on the podcast when a tackle can't handle power he becomes a very bad tackle Okay, so what happened was Walker could push him back. That makes every pass rusher effective. That makes every pass rusher better than he actually is. Because when a tackle can't handle power, he becomes a liability and everybody powers him. So the Raiders are sitting there today saying, we got to get better. Josh Applebaum can handle power. He's got a new dog, and that takes a lot of power. <laughs> you can find you can find quickly on the Bucks. You just got about thirty seconds here, Josh. Did you want to give us a note on the Bucks? Yeah, I just want to give you a quick note here. I saw a tweet from our buddy Ben Fox today, our VP of, of digital uh, content here. He was kind of reporting from Caesars that 88% of the money is coming in on the Bucks under 11 and a half. So when I saw that 88% on the under, my eyes kind of popped out of my head. And I, I totally get it. You know, this team, Brady's 45. He's still getting older here, even though he's playing great. You have an issue with the offensive line up the middle. We know Brady gets rushed up the middle. That's when he gets in trouble. So there are reasons to worry. 
But guys, it's very rare that you get a team with such lopsided percentages toward an under. Remember, a contrarian over opportunity is rare. Public tends to want to bet something in the affirmative, take the over. This told me, give me the over 11 and a half with the Bucks. If everybody and their mother is thinking this is going to be a bad year, I'll bet on Tom Brady to win 12 games or more. Michael, save your thought. When we come back, I'll mm-hmm. get your thought on that over 11 and a half. Michael mentioned the podcast, vcin.com slash podcast. GM Shuffle is there, as is Market Insights, and that's Josh Applebaum. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate you, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks, you too, Josh. guys. Great Appreciate to see you. you. Okay, Bucks, and then also somehow Michael asked us to rank the NFC East quarterbacks. We'll do it next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. 
you can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bet and risk-free tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also concert convert your bet mgm points into mgm reward points that you can use towards dining shows hotel rooms it's an awesome offer because every time you place a bet like your credit card you get rewards bet mgm rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program if you have a problem it's 1-800-GAMBLER you got to be 21 years or older go to betmgm.com you know it's funny as we welcome you back here on the lombardi line on a friday hope you're having a nice day i'm patrick maher he of course is michael lombardi you know your buddy you go on a show all the time pat mcafee who's a superstar even he's getting caught up in it because he just posted you know training camp highlights and people making yeah. big big throws and big catches when nobody's even draped on them i mean this is like yeah. i understand we all get caught up in it but this is this is where we are it's so, especially with Jalen yeah, hurts to aj brown I know everybody loves that combination. You know what I'm I'm amazed by when I watch McAfee is how athletic this guy is. When you watch him in worldwide wrestling coming off the top rope, I mean, holy hell. You know, I mean, yeah. it's really remarkable. I, I, I mean, I, you know, look, it's just how he does that. He's transitioned from punting to, you know, to, to, to worldwide wrestling. I mean, he, he, remember he kicked off, you know, to me, it seems like he would have been, he could have been any kind of athlete the way he was. He's like Shane Leckler. Do you remember Shane Leckler? Shane Leckler could have done anything. I mean, he was incredible at Texas A&M. He was a great punter in the league. Did you know? And so it's just some of these, these kickers, we think of them just as being one dimensional, but they're way more than that. That's actually a great question. Outside of McAfee, who was the most athletic kicker slash punter it's not going to be martin grammatica but who was the most <laughs> athletic kicker slash punter well, you recruited and or scouted i mean ray Wershing when i was at the 49ers he was our kicker i mean he looked like me i mean he looked like he was going to be he was an accountant at one time too uh you know I, I mean, Leckler was remarkably athletic. I mean, he was a scratch golfer. Most of these guys are really good athletes. Their eye-hand coordination is sensational. Yeah. I would suspect Carlson's probably really good. Tucker, the same. You know, they have this unbelievable ability to kind of, uh, with their eye-hand coordination, their balance, which is a critical component to kicking. So, you know, I mean, Leckler, to me, was the best one I've seen in my career. By the way, it's still Tucker who's probably the GOAT, but this Carlson is catching up quickly. He might be right there as far as the best in the NFL. I mean, and that's yeah, you a know, weapon you for wonder, the Raiders. You wonder why they win close games? I mean, think about it. You wonder why they, I mean, they had four wins in the last second, and he made them all. 
I mean, he makes them all. There was no margin for, you know, he's, and, and they're down the middle. I mean, they're like Tucker. They're right down the, the freeway. Yeah, 100%. By the way, did you want to just comment quickly off of what Josh said on the Bucks? We talked about the Bills set at 11.5. The Bucks are also set at 11.5, although BetMGM and DraftKings both have them juiced up to the under here on the 11.5 for the TB Bucks. I'm passing on the Bucks, and here's why. I'm a little nervous at 45. There's, we're in unprecedented territory for a quarterback. Now, I look, know he looks sensational, you know, but this could, this could, something could change dramatically, just like that. You know, it's the same thing with the Rams. I'm a little bit skeptical. We haven't really talked about Stafford, but, you know, when you have tendonitis in your elbow and you haven't really thrown that much, something's up here. I'm worried. You know, I'm worried about that. What happens if he gets hit? All those things. I, I think Sean McVay's worried. That's why I, I think sometimes when, you, when you're when you at a situation where you know a guy is up there in age or he does have an injury, do you really want to go all in and, and, and bet it when you think that that injury could be the reason? Look, what you don't want to do is know something, then bet against it, and then say you lose and say, I knew he was, I knew he was, you know, I knew that was going to happen. That's what you want to avoid. And I think that's, to me, my posture on the Bucks. I want to avoid that. I don't want to avoid midway through the season, Brady, to, you know, he's got an ankle or something like that. I know he's unbelievable. I know Father Time wins. He beats Father. But at some point, it's going to end. Well, I wrote it down in my notes, so let's talk about it. Throw a little curveball here. And speaking of curveball, what was Stafford always lauded for? The different arm angles. He was doing those arm right. angles before Patrick Mahomes. Now, here's what's interesting about that, Michael. So even Sean McVay said this is abnormal for a quarterback because what he's experiencing Stafford in the elbow right now is more like a baseball injury. And that is because he's constantly changing the arm angle. And I mean, this is a guy that 17 games, of course, uh, over 4,800, almost 4,900 passing yards, 41 touchdowns in his first year in a Super Bowl. If he goes down, it's Wolford and Bryce Perkins. You remember the Virginia quarterback. That ain't sure, good, it, my man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and that's why I would be reluctant right now. I mean, look, look, I think this is these elbow stuff that hurts a quarterback early, this early is, is very concerning. And, you know, I don't know if they would want to heighten the concern and sign a veteran quarterback or if there's even one out there that they would be interested in going to for. But I think if you're Sean McVay and, and you know, does he need Tommy John surgery? Is this going to be one of those things? It is, you know, tendonitis doesn't go away. Rest is right. the only thing that helps it, right? So how much are you going to rest it? And then if it gets inflamed again, I mean, it, 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 arm shoulders for quarterbacks are always a concern. So I, I, I'm just saying, look, I, I think the Rams have a really good team, but the one thing they've been able to do since Sean's been there is avoid injuries to key critical component players. And this is one they can't, this is one that they can't overcome. Last year, they were able to overcome Whitworth for a while. They, they've got our, my man Note Bloom over there to play well. I got away with it, okay? They overcame Robert Woods last year. They were able to bring in uh, Odell Beckham. They got over it. But this is one where you're not going to be able to overcome. I just I'm not wishing it on anybody either, Patrick. I, I don't want to apply that either. I'm just saying there, there, there's sometimes we get little bits of information that we can't just stop at a period. We have to extend it out. And if I'm a betting man and I'm thinking about the first game of the season against Buffalo, and I know that Sean McVay's thinking about that five weeks from now, you know, is he going to be able to really throw the ball effectively in that game? That concerns me.
It, would I be surprised if that line started to move in favor of Buffalo? No. Would I think it's related to the arm? Yes. They're set at 10.5, the Rams, for regular season wins. I'll get you the number on week one. But, you know, it's interesting. As far as McVay, Michael, I, the quotes are kind of ominous, a little alarming that are coming out. Like, the fact that he is coming out and saying, this is abnormal. It's almost like he's saying this is a little bit worse than being reported, right? Yeah, I mean, if it was no big deal, why would he say something? Exactly. I mean, to That's me, exactly what, the, right. the, what he said what he said is concerning. Even though he didn't say anything, the fact that he said it, that this is not normal. That's all I needed to know. That makes me, and I could be wrong. He could be fine two weeks from now. I, I don't think that's the case because when you're dealing with tendonitis in a pitching elbow or a throwing elbow, those things tend to stay there. And, and it, the only thing that really helps is rest. Unfortunately, we're in football season. There's not much rest to get. So you put it well, that number moving to the Bills. Remember, the Rams, we kick off September 8th, that 820 Thursday night game in Los Angeles there at SoFi. The Rams opened one. I got a book going to two and a half, and most books sitting two on the Buffalo Bills. So you nailed it. They moved all the way to Buffalo. Because, look, I, I, Buffalo's going to come in the healthier team. They're going to have – did you just see the practice, what we saw that little clip that Elliot put up today on, you know, we saw Josh Allen and Jordan Phillips get into it. I mean, you could sense from Josh Allen's commentary, they're serious. They're not, they're not backing off. Sean McDermott's not on the Philadelphia Eagle program where we're not going to practice. It looked like they're practicing, and he's got it ramped up. And so I, I would be shocked if Buffalo doesn't go out there, you know, and play their best. And look, can the Rams win? There's no doubt. However, that being said, if the Rams, you know, that we know they're not going to be practicing all their guys. We know they're going to be light. And if their quarterback's a little bit beat up, that's a problem. Well, the urgency is going to be there from the jump for the Bills. The Rams, of course, coming off a Super Bowl. The hangover, is that legit to you? Yeah, it is. It's legit in the sense that you have a propensity to get injuries. Because why? The season's so damn long. The players didn't really take the offseason as serious as they needed to because they were still out there. So some of those, you get some injuries that creep up on your team. And it becomes a problem. And, you know, the, the longer seasons go, the harder it is. So I, I do. I, I look, but if they're healthy in the way he coaches, I don't anticipate them having that much of a fallback if they stay healthy. My concern betting the Rams over is Stafford's elbow and their health. Do they have any depth? Well, I think you put it perfectly with McVay. There would be no reason to say anything about holding out a 34-year-old quarterback in the preseason, yet he's coming out and giving us those quotes. This is abnormal. We're concerned about it. We're going to hold him back. That is, if you're a Rams backer, that's a concern at 10.5 on the season win total. He's setting up like he wants to go sign a quarterback. That's right. Have you heard of Jimmy G? Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be a theme. Michael Lombardi, early tomorrow morning on the Lombardi line. I'll see you, okay? See you, Patrick. Thank you, Elliot. Okay. Thank you, Elliot. Great job filling in today. Appreciate you. M. Lombardi NFL. We're at VEASAN Live. Odds on is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow morning right here on the Lombardi line. It's VEASAN, the sports betting network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.